Hello and welcome to Back to Basics with Sandra and Lyndall. Today we are discussing the midsize movement. What is midsize? So Sandra, this was a topic that you sent to me initially and I'd actually truthfully never even heard of. And the more I researched it, the more I was honestly like, why the fuck do we need these labels? Mm. So like, I guess, what's your opinion on midsize? I've just seen it come like alive, I guess. Uh, through TikTok mostly. Mm. Um, so people are doing like these fashion try-ons and like the active wear, they're doing a sheen overhaul or a ta- like Target's got mid-size fashion now. And so everyone's fit themselves into this category. But like you said, when you were researching it yesterday, there's no size, there's like a massive size range of what mid-size mm. is now. So I guess like in general, it would be like a six to 10 is like the normal range. And then you've got the mid-size range, which is like, anywhere from a 10 to 12 to a 16 maybe yeah. and then 16 above is plus size mm. but like do like we said why do you have to label that in between place? yeah like why? i mean I, I would consider both of us to be mid-size yes. if we're gonna put a label on it yeah, like 100%. i'm a size 12 i think you're kind of the same yeah um and yeah the more i researched it, it was really kind of about allowing people that are of that kind of normal size. Cause I would say like a, a size 10 to 12 is pretty average, pretty average. It's yeah. a normal size. It's, it, you know, normal, normal woman. I would look at someone that is mid size and say that they're a healthy woman. Yes, I would, you mm-hmm. know, obviously we don't know what's re- like going, going on, on inside and all of that sort of stuff, but I, I would look at them and generally say they're a healthy person. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's really a label that allows those people to be seen, but I don't really know why they need, they feel the need to put a spotlight on Inside. something that's normal. Yeah. Something that I look at yeah. to be normal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I think we, there's always been labels, right? You know, we, we've had that kind of the heroin chic of the mm-hmm. 90s, which we are seeing coming back, yeah. which is frustrating. Um, now we've got these mid <laughs> <For size, us. laughs> and, and then we've also got this, you know, the whole body positivity plus yes. size movement, which, you know, really has come about in the last kind of, 10 years mm. as well. I know we are kind of going to discuss that a little bit later, but I don't really understand the need to have all of these labels mm. to allow people of different sizes and different shapes to be seen. I think it's just social media and everyone wants to have a social media, be a social media influencer, get mm. paid for doing it. Um, so I think that creating that little space for them to now shine because they couldn't fit into the skinny girls and the mm. heroin chic and then they couldn't fit into that plus size range because the plus size thing, that's a massive movement. Like that's a, a, a huge area of clothing, um, of body positivity, of people coming now into fruition on social media. Mm. Being a plus size model is a massive thing. Um, and then there's those in-between people. They're like, where do I go? Yeah. And now they're like, okay, let's be mid-size. But I think and the like- issue that can arise as well is the whole need for people to feel like their body has to be a trend. And fit into something. And fit into that trend. Mm. And I think, like, I always love to use the Kardashians as an example of this because we've seen such a flux with their life and their image and how they've looked. You know, they got the BBLs, they got the lipo, they kind of had that really, you know, shapely hourglass figure. And now they've kind of gone the other way and they've Mm. kind of removed a lot of those procedures and they've really slimmed down and, and they are going for that more slimmer image and I can't help but notice the people that try and replicate that and you kind of have to think like is is that a healthy like thing to have are these kind of healthy role models to have and should we be looking at these people and trying to emulate their body shape 
No, because our bodies shouldn't have to move because another person's body moves in that certain way. You know what mm. I mean? Like we're built as we are. We're all uniquely, completely different. Um, you know, our body makeup, even internally, is so different. Like how can you keep transforming yourself to fit what's happening in society? Like that would be exhausting. Mm. And you're right. There are people that do it and you see it on their socials and you see, um, you know, when you see them posting things and you're like, oh, you're changing again. Like, that would be tiring. Like for me to even go into that heroin chic phase, if I was one of those people that wanted to be flawed, it would not happen. Not I would look either. sick. Yeah. You know, I would look sick. Um, but I think like people just find that they need to relate and it's all about maybe that community aspects, maybe mm. a little bit that they want to fit into something and be part of something. And they yeah. want to fit like if you're plus size, I'm okay. They wouldn't be okay with being plus size because they're a little bit bigger. If you're that heroin chic look, they want to have that little gaunt look because they're other people that they hang around are the same. And then now if you're mid-size, like, you know, it, I don't find that it's a thing that I appeal to, like mid-size fashion. I think it's about making a statement though. You yeah. know, I think it's, you know, aligning yourself to a certain trend, certain trends in fashion mm. as well, and really putting it out there on social media. Mm. And I think that there lies a little bit of a danger as well because, I mean, I don't know about you, but my experience with, you know, watching these transitions of body shapes and, and trends is, you know, like as a millennial, like, mm. I, like I remember we came from a time where there were so many people that were fat phobic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's really where a lot of, I guess, my eating issues originally came from is this need to look a certain way mm. because that heroin chic image was in in the 90s the the early 2000s and that's really what we were all trying to emulate because yeah. that was fashionable it was what was on the runways and it was also what was largely represented in all of the magazines that we were looking and at the clothing the, the stores dollies, the cleos yeah you know you'd shop at valley girl supre all of that uh, sort of stuff do you remember and it was lockout yeah, lockout it was like yeah low cut jeans yeah it was like mid-roof tops it was all of these things that you know, we were, we were looking at and watching it uh, happening in the social media and in magazines and stuff like that, and that's what we wanted to be, mm. you know, because that was the only thing that we really saw representation of. So for me, this kind of constant flux of body shape change, is it's hard to watch, especially now yeah. moving into being a, an actual fitness coach and coaching women through this. You know, we've all got some sort of trauma or, you mm. know, mental instability that is – that revolves around, I guess, what you look like, what you look like and, and how you come across aesthetically. And, mm. you know, I think it's, it, it's, it's hard as a coach as well to yeah. kind of, you know, help these people, help, help our clients um, and make sure that they're healthy at the same time. It's funny you say that because I just, we just finished one of our programs and one of the clients that went through, I gave her her recommended calorie intake and everything. And I was probably about like 14, 1500 calories and she ate well under a thousand, right? Well under a thousand, no matter how much I try to like coach her. Yeah. How much I try to coach her, everything, she was like, nah, I'm losing weight and I'm going back to being skinny how she was pre-babies and stuff. So I was like, I can't help you if you don't want to be helped. Well, there's no point in you signing up to this program if you're just going to eat whatever you want to eat, which is really, really low. Um, but she ended up getting really skinny and she's like, I'm skinny fat now, um, but I'm okay with that because I look semi-okay in photos. And I'm like... Yeah, but you can't get through a workout, uh, like a 45. But how do you feel? Yeah. Like, do you 
feel good. Energy-wise, like if you see her in a workout, she's actually mm. depleted quite quickly. And I know the reason, but I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, mm. what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Go get a mindset coach. <laughs> but, um, you know, like it's it's they want to fit into what's trending. And what's trending mm. is that that Kim Kardashian slim bony gore but they go back to what they know as well like mm. you know like i remember when i first started dieting yeah um because you read about it in the clear magazines and the dolly magazines yeah. it was all about you know doing those fat blasting workouts and it was all about you know consuming really low calories so anyone that has done that previously mm. before we kind of moved into the body positivity movement and now we're going backwards they're trying to replicate that again mm. because they haven't actually educated themselves on what is healthy, what is a healthy amount of calories to consume, you know, how we should be training for health. And, you know, you, you kind of have to ask these people, yeah, you might look okay, but how do you feel? Like, do yeah. you have energy? Like, do you actually look at a photo of yourself and feel comfortable and confident? Because I'm telling you right now, the Kardashians might look great, but they Photoshop the shit out of their photos. So yeah. how confident do they actually feel with mm. how they look? Because I would say not really. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. We can't compare ourselves to these type of celebrities. Yeah. They've got the spotlight on us all the time and they're constantly ripped apart for how they look. Yeah. You know, and I think for a lot of us, we place that pressure on ourselves, mm. you know, we think that we need to look a certain way. Um, we think that we need to do a certain thing to fit in with society's kind of view of mm. how how a woman should look and what they should do and the life that they should lead. And I think that we put that pressure on ourselves. What do you think? And then we feed into them as well and we mm. give them that spotlight. So the more that we replicate what they look like, the more it gives them, you know, that mm. that fuel to keep going and because they know they can get away with it. Yeah. Um, there's a really famous TikTok style. She's not famous, but she's known for her scandals and everything on TikTok. And um, I said this to you that she posted the other day that people were saying to her, you're a mom, you shouldn't be looking like that because she actually got tummy tuck surgery, so she got really skinny. And mm. she's turned into like that Kim Kardashian. A couple months ago, she had the big hourglass figure. She was really curvy. She looked quite, you know, nice. Um, and people were saying to her, you're too fat or you've got roles when you're on TikTok and blah, blah, blah. And then she had an outburst and she said, you come at me when I've got roles. You come at me when my bones are showing. What the fuck do you want me to do? You know, but it's about and how it's, you react to it. Like I she's know. being reactive in regards to what people say about her online. But, but I strongly believe that if you put mm, things online, yeah, you're gonna you open yourself up. Yeah. yeah, you open yourself up for these comments. So you have to have the confidence in yourself to be okay with that. Yeah, but she like, doesn't. Because she's amount so... Of shit, yeah, and the amount of yeah. shit that I even I've copped and I'm, like, not an influencer yeah. or anything by far, but even just the amount of shit that I've copped on my social media, but I don't care Yeah, either because, you know, a lot of the time you go to these profiles, they're on private or it's mm. some middle-aged, overweight man sitting yeah. behind Random. a keyboard. <laughs> You know, or, or even half the time as well, it's another woman. Yeah, that's Which the is the worst. sad thing. That's the it's worst. It's the sad thing, you know. some Another woman, like, tearing down another woman. I really, really hate that. Mm. It really frustrates me. But it happens all the time. Mm. Like, I have never, not once, ever felt the need mm. to comment negatively on somebody else's yep. social media or their mm. posts. Even if I don't agree with it, mm. even if I don't like it, you know what? Fucking scroll past yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Know, there's no need for that hate mm. because I'm, I'm a strong person. I can handle it, no problem. Yeah. But some people aren't. Yeah. And some people feel validation from the comments that they receive online, mm. you know, and online bullying is a thing. And mm. I think a lot of it comes from 
you know, body image and how you look and how you represent yourself online as well. Yeah. There's also the rise of like the dad bod. <laughs> the dad bod. But like, because we say that it happens a lot to women, but then it also happens a lot to men as well. And I think mm-hmm. like even with our chats with, you know, our previous guest Tyson, is there's a lot of pe- men out there that actually go through like eating disorders and stuff because there is so much pressure to fit into like what Chris Hemsworth looks like or, you know, um, who's that guy that was um, – the chubbier guy, and he was in Superbad. Uh, yes. Yeah, like, you talking about? but then, like, when he comes name. out and he's, like, comfortable and he looks good in, like, being a little bit mm. chubby, then, you know, they've got stores now, like, Johnny Big and the Lowe's Big Size and stuff. Mm. So, like, men can now fit into that category. So it's happening in the male industry now a lot more than we've seen in the past. But I think the thing mm. that frustrates me is, and especially more so centered around fitness influencers, mm. is when they try and make their self, themselves look like that, fit into <laughs> a certain label. Yeah, you know, like they'll they'll take a, a video or a photo of themselves where they're like sticking their stomach out mm. as far as they can. And then an after photo and they're like, where they're, you know, <laughs> flexed and they're tight and they're taunt and they're taking, you know, a photo or a video from the most perfect angle. Yeah. And I understand what they're trying to do. Like I understand that they are trying to promote body positivity, but I don't think that they're doing it the right way. No. Nah, what do you right. think about that? Yeah. And they do like it's I mentioned this before, where like the skinniest girls will like sit in a certain way and put their legs like flat on a on the side of the pool and be like bodies like this can look like this and they're like upsetting mm. straight but they're like actually skinny girls like you're not nowhere near mid-size or plus size but you're trying to be so that you remain relevant mm. in this like rise of mid-size or whatever and um a lot of people you know commenting on like or making videos about plus size or mid-size like just Mm. to stay relevant um you know we shared something the other day about a a male influencer commenting on being plus size and you know how that it's unhealthy and we're glorifying being um overweight but no like actually we're glorifying being happy in your body happy in your skin positive mindset all that sort of thing Mm. so um and it was interesting reading the comments because you'd had very much 50 50 people saying you know it's a representation of how far women have come in like being confident in their own skin and, and being, you know, able to wear whatever the fuck they want without worrying about what other people are going to say. And other people saying, yeah, you're just, you're glorifying fat people. Yeah. I you mean, know? there's definitely two sides of the story with yeah. that because I think for a lot of people, some people are actually glorifying being unhealthy, mm. you know, and I choose to say unhealthy rather than overweight or obese, yeah. you know, even though sometimes that is a byproduct of being unhealthy. Mm. But I think for some people, the whole body positivity movement has kind of given them a little bit of leverage to say, okay, well, my size is actually now represented mm. and accepted. Therefore, I'm going to continue being mm. unhealthy. Right. And I think that's not a great way to look at things as well. And at the same time, like, what is healthy? You know, because we, as we know, we've discussed before, like, weight doesn't equal health, Mm-mm. you know? And I think things like BMI and, and that sort of old way of looking at things is no longer, mm. right? Because if, if you were to take my BMI, BMI yeah. I'm considered obese. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. And, I mean, I go to the gym five days mm. a week. I eat 80% of the time really well. You know, I would consider myself healthy. Yeah. Am I in the correct BMI for no. what is considered healthy? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. But for some of these people that are plus size, they are actually extremely obese mm. and they are unhealthy and they're actually putting their health at risk. 
and they're okay with it mm. because all of a sudden they're represented in the media and on social media as, mm-hmm. you know, plus size. It's about body positivity yeah. and all of these things. But and that's great. You know, I'm not I'm not discounting that at all. But are they actually healthy? And how would you know that? How would you know if anyone's healthy? You could be the skinniest, you mm-hmm. know, person on social media, but are you mentally healthy? Are you, you know, having your fruit and vegetables? Are you getting all your minerals, your nutrients, all that sort of thing as well? So it's the other side as well. You could be plus size and unhealthy and you could be skinny and super unhealthy as well. So I guess like you shouldn't judge a book by its cover really because, and you know, when you're looking to go into fitness coaching or going to work with someone, don't go and work with them just because of what they look like, Mm. because they might actually be like talking from a place of, you know, really bad um, body image or they might be struggling with an eating disorder. Um, so you just never know. So yeah. never judge by what someone looks like. Um, do your research. Look at their qualifications. Look at their life experience. What have they been through? Um, and then and then make a, uh, a decision as to whether they're the right mm. person And I think you. sometimes the hard thing as well is especially when it comes to clothes shopping, you know, you could be a size 10 mm. in some stores and you could be a size 14 or 16 in yes. another store and then you're like, well, where do I fit in? And I know even for myself mm. coming, and I would confidently say that I'm a pretty confident person, yeah. but I've got big legs. Like mm-hmm. I train, I've got big legs. So for me, it's really hit or miss as to whether pants or jeans or things like that will actually fit my legs. Mm-hmm. If I try in a size 12 and it doesn't fit, I am not putting on a size 14. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not putting on a size 14, not because I'm like embarrassed about it or anything like that, but I'm like, oh, it's just all too hard. And yeah. I know if I put on that size 14, it'll fit my legs, but it won't fit my waist. Yeah. You know, so I know I'm just wasting my time. But at the same time, I know I'm not a size 14, mm. you know. And But I think for, for some people, you know, they kind of take that number and they run with it and they're like, oh, my God, like I'm a size 14 or a 16 or whatever I am, mm. I'm a plus size. Like is that unhealthy? Yeah, that's – it's very dangerous. Um, And, like, it's funny you say, that, like, you won't try on the 14. But me, I'm very happy to, like, go, like mm. – try on the 14 because then in some stores I'm a size 10. Mm. Um, I can wear a size 10 top or a size 8 top and be like a 14 bottom. Yeah. So clothes yeah. are just absolutely insane. And I think that it like that's why it's so dangerous. Like I always say to people, don't look at the size on the tag. Like don't. Mm. And what's good now is there's been this rise of um, like they put the size charts um, on online yeah. shopping. So I always go off the size chart. I mean, it's not always right. Um, but it does help a lot. And I think on the Iconic was one of the first sites where I saw it where they actually, you can choose your body shape. Oh, um, yeah. Like are you wider? Are you average? Are you more frumpier? Are you this, are you that? And then they give you a size recommendation, um, which is really good. So that's a good like movement, you know, mm. to see that clothes um, websites are now offering that service where you can pick and choose without anyone judging you. Yeah. Um, and I also think that it's really important that people at the clothes shops um, are a bit more educated about how how that one little comment that you make may affect someone's experience that they're having in your store and in that change room because mm-hmm. that can sit with them for a very long time. Yeah, I remember I tried on a pair of jeans at a store and they, they honestly didn't fit my legs. Mm. Um, like I said, jeans are hit or miss if they're not stretchy. Um, and I actually did try in a size 14 because I really like these jeans and even the size 14 just wouldn't even fit my yep. legs. And I was just like, too hard basket. Mm. Um, and I came, I came out of the change room and the lady was like, how'd you go? And I said, oh, look, yeah, they don't. 
they don't fit my legs. And this was coming from someone that was probably a size 16 to 18. Um, no judgment here, but yeah, I said, oh, they don't, they don't fit my legs. I, I train my, I train a lot. And yeah, sometimes I really struggle to, um, to fit into to pants. And she said, oh, well, you should stop training then. <laughs> and I was Yay, like, solved um, my problem. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like her, her reaction to that comment. I was like, mm, you know, probably not the best way to try and make me buy clothes. And, you know, again, I kind of just like brushed it off and, you know, those sort of comments don't really bother me. But I was like, you don't really look healthy yourself. Yeah. And you're trying to give me comments. Yeah. You know, you're trying to give me advice on how I should, you know, run my Who life. Who would and- tell you to stop training? It's, you know what, <laughs> that happened to me when I was getting married. So I went and tried on my wedding dress. And if I show you photos, you'll freak out. Cause I was like gaunt. Like I had yeah, I've seen, I've seen a video. Chest yeah. bones and I was really, really skinny. Um, and then I, so I tried on my dress and I was like, yep, that's the dress. And the lady's like, all right, come back in nine months. I was like, okay, no worries. So I started training in that nine months. Cause I wanted to get like, you know, muscles and be a bit more toned. Um, and then I came back and I went to my first dress fitting and it didn't fit like on my legs. It was like stretched. Mm. She's like, what have you been doing? And I was like, squats. And she's like, how are you going to undo all that work in like two weeks? Like you need to fit into this dress. And I was like, like, what am I going to do? Like, I felt amazing. I felt strong. I was, you know, doing so well. And then I was trying a wedding dress and it was too tight around my legs. And I'm like, shit. So I ended up doing like some quick detox or whatever. Um, and then put the dress back on and obviously it fit. But it was just like, it's hard as a woman because clothes aren't built for people that train and mm. and really put effort into their like growing muscles and things and like there are you know um fit jeans and what is that brand freddy yeah really like the, but Stretchy. they're expensive as well so mm. you can't always afford that and um there's like i think there's like this it's kind of like i have this feeling sometimes like should i really train and be like thick <laughs> You know, yes. <laughs> or should I just go back to being like that really skinny, you know, like, mm. you know, where you could just go into a store and pick up whatever and walk out, you know, um, it's such a hard thing being a woman, like to be honest. It really is. But yeah. I, like, it really just goes to show how like even the most confident person can be affected mm. by trends as well. Like, mm. yeah, I've had the same sort of thing happen to me. Like if I train a lot of upper body, my shoulders and my back. Oh my God, what's bit, the back and thing? Then I can't fit into any jackets oh or my God. zip up dresses or anything like that. And it's really frustrating. And it's, it, I see it as frustration more from the perspective of, oh, my God, I've got all these clothes and now all of a sudden they don't fit. Yeah. You know, and that that's where my frustration comes from because it's just wasted money that I can no longer use, 100%. right? Yeah. But, it, yeah, it goes to show that even the most confident person can be affected by trends or change in body image. But yeah. also, again, like we're to some degree trying to emulate people that we see mm celebrities, social media influencers, like, you know, Kim Kardashian trying to fit into that dress for the makeup was a great one. Beyonce on her Mm -hmm. detox diet for Coachella was another one, Mm -hmm. you know, where they lost mass amounts of weight in rapid time. But then they get on stage or on the red carpet and they look beautiful. Like they look stunning and we want to look like that. But they've lost, you know... 10 pounds or however much they've lost in five days or seven days or something crazy. But that's that they do. That's their full-time job. They can spend that much time. Job, they can you know? lie in bed, not eating anything and be that's like, the thing. they face. can train for two hours. They can have yes. chefs prep every meal down to, to a t- calorie, yep. you know, like 
I, I read something the other day that the Kardashians are actually taking some sort of appetite suppressant as well and that's the new thing and you know some people say that they've got a gastric sleeve and you know all of these sorts of things that are just not relatable Mm. you know and they're not realistic for the average person either but we look at these people and you know think it's bible you know like people that think you know most celebrities look natural Mm. like just is beyond me Mm. and i think that's kind of leads us into the next topic of you know surgery like is it the new transformation mm, there's so many people doing it right mm. there's so many people just going to get um the bbls or the the butt lift or the what's the other thing the tummy tucks yep. and the boob jobs like there's so many different things they even get their jawline chiseled a little bit more or I you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but it is and i think that people have just lost the ability to go the old school way which is diet and exercise but that's hard it's harder right but they'd rather pay the loan off for another 10 years Mm. because the results are instant um and i think like that you need to really think about yeah okay have surgery do whatever makes you happy you do you right always but think about the long-term effects because those things aren't forever those Mm. things can be undone as well as diet and exercise we know that but you have more control over that you know Mm. whereas if you get surgery you don't know what's going to happen when you walk out of that operating table. Yeah. Um, and the long-term um, care that you have to take for yourself after that's yeah. happened. Like, I, I mean, I agree with you in terms of, you know, you do you, mm. whatever you want to do to yourself, go for it. Like, yeah. whatever makes you happy. You know, if that involves filler or Botox, go for it. If that actually involves going into the knife, go for it. You honestly do you. Like, yeah. life is too short mm. to be unhappy about something. Mm. And if you feel that diet and exercise is not going to be enough for you, you go for go. it. You know, yeah. But you have to be prepared and do your research in regards to the repercussions of that because not all doctors are the same. Mm-mm. And, you know, you need to be prepared for the aftercare and all of the things that you have to do to make sure that it is a successful surgery as well. Um, but people do want that quick fix and for some people surgery is a quick fix Mm. and for some people they've tried the diet and exercise Mm. maybe they've lost a whole bunch of weight and now they're removing the skin or maybe they do actually have to really go for that gastric sleeve yeah or maybe diet and exercise is not enough to create that you know hourglass shape that they really want that they don't genetically have that is cool Mm. you do you but you need to be aware that if you were following these sorts of people online, that that is a possibility, Mm. you know, because honestly, I I would say even for myself, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I really became aware of the whole liposuction, BBL, like that sort of like fat transfer, like changing of shape. And that's fine. Mm. Like that's absolutely fine. But, you know, like I said, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I became aware of that and, now I can kind of I can look at somebody and be like, mm, I think yeah, right. Done. How many popular influencers yeah. have actually had surgery to achieve their butt? And, and again, as they that's are. fine, but yeah. I think it's about being aware that sometimes the people that we follow are truthful in mm. regards to how they look, and some people, you know, might look a certain way based on having surgery, based on taking steroids, based on taking you know diet medications or whatever they do, and they're saying by my program if you want to look like me. I know, and it's not real. And it's not real. So I think it's also about having that conversation with yourself about whether this is actually real life or whether I'm following and trying to emulate someone that's maybe 
had something else done, mm. you know? Um, there was a popular influencer, I'm not going to say her name, but she um, had surgery. So she had her BBL done. So she's got a massive butt and she always has scrunch bums on, right? Mm. Um, and I think the surgeon that did her procedure posted the before and after of her on his page. And I think she sued him for putting it up there because it now discounted all her training programs, all her social media, because he actually like, was putting it out there that this is not real. Like she hasn't worked for it. It's That's come hilarious. from, yeah, from surgery. So that's, that's really funny. But do you feel like sometimes when um, people go to, you know, doctors or mm. GPs for like diet and exercise advice that sometimes because a lot of doctors and GPs don't really have the knowledge in regards to, that that sort of area, like the the training that they receive on diet and nutrition exercise is quite small in, in the scheme of things. I think a lot of the time they kind of just recommend these procedures or, you know, Duramine or these other medications because that's like the easiest route to take because they don't really know enough mm. about those other areas. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, a lot of um, clients that have worked with me have said that they've – one actually just went through it now because she was going overseas and they gave her Duramine. Mm. Um it's, I think it's because it's the, they're uneducated in that space. Um, I wish that a lot more of them did more training and studies because obesity isn't, is a, a real thing and mm -hmm. it affects so many other areas of your life. People can't fall pregnant, um, low sex drive, all that sort of thing. Um, they can't just be active. They can't, you know, run with their kids in the park or whatever. So mm -hmm. it is a thing that they need to not use medicine to try and fix. Yeah. They need to look at the alternate ways um, to to provide a solution that's long-term. Mm. Um, so that And also outsource as well. Mm. I think, you know, when someone is overweight or obese, mm. it's not just that um, um, most of the time, it's not just because they're just consuming too many calories mm. and, like, there's no nothing else going on. Mm. You know, there's generally something else mm. going on that is kind of the the starting point as to why that they why they are the way that they are. Yeah. So do we need to outsource and get this person a therapist? Mm. Do they need a mindset coach? Do they need a personal trainer? Do yeah. they need someone else to help them with their goals mm. that isn't just advice around yeah. diet and nutrition, possibly here take some medication? Yeah, because when you if you go to them and you've got an injury, they're quick to refer you to a physio. Mm. Um or you know. So you stop go, doing what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, when I had a knee knee injury, um, the doctor was like, "You need to stop squatting, or you're not going to be able to walk in the next ten yeah. years." But that's right? a lot. Of, that's a lot of the advice that you're doing. Mm. Oh, well, you're overweight because you're eating too much. Stop eating too much. Yeah. Okay. It's not cool. Just that. It's not that easy. Like, yeah. I, if you've been overweight for ten or twenty years, mm. there's obviously something else. Yeah. You can't just flick a switch. Drink green tea. Yeah. <laughs> Drink your greens. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that um, when I, you know, when people say that my GP said, mm. as I've said in other um, other discussions we've had, don't just go off what your GP said. Like, do your research, see if there's something else that you can be doing, and ask your GP. Put them on the spot and mm. say, no, I don't want to take medicine. I don't want to take uramine. I don't want to do this. Um, what else can I do, doctor? Mm. And it's like most of the time they'll probably get stumped. Um, so I think because PTs as well and coaches, we're not on like a referral list as well because we're not. You can't claim that stuff through health insurance, um, so they don't refer you. But it would be good to have a network of trainers that they could refer to and say, you know, go and see this person, go on a 12-week program.
Yeah, because there's, I mean, there's so many people out there, and mm. you just don't really know who to go to or mm. what to what to turn to and mm. what you really need. Mm. You and know? you go off advice of your friends mm. because something works for them, it's got to work for you. Like if you go on TikTok now and you try um type in Jeremiah before and after, it's a massive thing. Come really? with me on my Jeremiah journey. Week one on Jeremiah, week two, and you can see them doing the whole like turning around and showing them like what's the thing and then if you read the comments some people are like nah it's the worst thing you're gonna bounce you're gonna go back to how you were once you stop taking it um some people can't sleep there's long-term side effects so um social media is dangerous and i've said it before like you need to make sure that you're consuming both the positive stuff that's good for your mm-hmm. soul and then the stuff like not be so don't compare your journey to someone else's I think we all do that. Yeah. You know, we compare our journey to others and, you know, like I said before, we try and emulate them as well. And I think, you know, when we start that journey of change and, you know, wanting to, I guess, lose weight, um, you know, it's very hard to not get caught up in what the scale says or, Mm. you know, what I look like in my transformation photos and my measurements and all of that sort of stuff. And And I know that I did this as well. Like I would jump on the scale and whatever that number said, would honestly um, kind of equal what I would feel like for that day. Mm. You know, like if I didn't change or if I, you know, actually went up, like I would be so upset. Mm. And I would be like, what What did I do wrong? What can I, what, what more can I do to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Yeah. And I think a lot of us do that. Like, you know, we honestly do still believe that weight, weight equals health, you know, and it, it honestly doesn't. No. There's so much other stuff going on and um, mental health is a massive thing as well and there's such a big correlation between physical health and mental health and I think that, yeah, you need to really, really look at health as a big thing, not just what a number says on the scale, Yeah, definitely. So I guess like to summarise, yeah. like, what is your honest opinion in regards to all of these different labels mm-hmm. and in particular the mid-size movement? Don't try and fit into a label. Um, like even when we were growing up, you either had a pear-shaped body or an apple-shaped uh, apple shaped body or you were a rectangle and you had to fit into one of those. Like, I mean, I do it too. Like, you, you know, am I an hourglass, you know, or am I this or am I that? But I think just learn to be okay with what you are at the moment mm-hmm. and don't try and fit into a category mm-hmm. um, just because – you know, your favorite celebrities or the, the influencers are trending on that type of body shape at the moment. Um, just like be happy with who you are, fit, wear clothes that fit your body. Don't try and fit into a particular size just because it's the size, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just, yeah. Be yeah. Be okay with taking up space. Yeah. You know, yes. Like, that, every, I love everyone that. Everyone is worthy. Everyone is worthy. And yeah. your size or your shape mm-hmm. or your weight mm-hmm. doesn't, mean anything no. in regards to that mm-hmm. like take up space be worthy like everyone regardless of their size or their mm. shape is beautiful in some and some wear what you want yeah wear it wear, it. wear, the wear that bikini yeah wear that <laughs> midriff wear those shorts 100%. yeah you do you boo yeah so guys if you like today's episode we'd love to hear about it below we'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the topic of mm-hmm. the mid-sized movement as well and as always if you enjoyed today's topic please tag us on your socials we'd love to see until next time 